I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today on Fantasy Five, it's Friends versus South Park. This is the podcast where we, the Noise Next Door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and the world of celebrity. And then we see the teams battle out on the pitch to see which one will be the winner. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by Matt, and we are today's pundits. It's our job to provide criticism and insight into the manager's lineups, and later we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's fixture. Indeed, we will. Today, our managers are Sam and Robin. First up, Sam... What is your team? I, today, will be picking from the world of the best sitcom ever written. It's Friends. <laughs> that is a confident claim you've just made there. It's a, it's a true fact. Talking of true facts, Robin, we'll be managing the other team. Robin, who have you got? Yeah, I'm really excited, Tom. This week, I am managing uh, South Park Football Club. South Park was my favourite, is my favourite cartoon on uh, available streaming services, and I'm absolutely buzzing. I'd love to know if there's a cartoon that isn't available on streaming services that you prefer. Uh, I, uh, Snoopy. Snoopy's good. <laughs> Hard to do a five-a-side team. There's only a couple of characters, but I do like Snoopy. All right, we've got our two teams ready to go. However, there will be here a quick spoiler warning. Obviously, we're going to be talking about how good these people are at football, but there may be some stuff that spoils these universes if you're not very familiar with them. You have been warned. Also, if you enjoy the episode, head over to iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or wherever it is you get your podcasts, (laughs) rate them, review them, give us five stars if you can. Without further ado, let's go for our starting lineups. So, first up, we are coming over to Sam and Team Friends. Right, guys, I'm starting up top because that is where my best player lives. Here's my striker, my goal getter, and his name is Joseph Francis Tribbiani Jr. That's right, oh. it's Joey. If you don't know him, you've never seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Joey up top? Nobody scores more than Joey, guys. Mm. This guy is non-stop banging. Bang, bang, bang. Score, (laughs) score, score. Always getting it done, okay? Um, His success rate at scoring is very high. It's enviable. The other characters in the show literally come to him for advice on how to score. By the way, just in case you haven't seen the show massively, uh, this is a very clever way of saying scoring as in goals, but also scoring as in getting girls. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He can put the balls anywhere. Balls are everywhere right now. <laughs> we also know uh, that sometimes he scores, he can score two at the same time. <laughs> now, we know also that he's a little bit of a selfish player, but I think you need that 
up top. He only wants to concentrate on getting goals. He is selfish because he doesn't share. Oh. I guess my big question with Joey is his fitness. We mm-hmm. like I've I've not seen loads of the friends, but I have seen that he eats junk food. Yep. There's a bit where he just eats an entire bucket of chicken skin. Is this not going to be a worry? Yeah, he also eats a trifle with beef in it. Yeah, but <laughs> even though his diet is poor, he still maintains a very healthy physique. So he must be working out and working on his fitness all the time to um, to make sure that all the bad stuff that he eats doesn't completely affect his body. I think also sometimes this can actually be a positive because um, although he is selfish up front, we know that he loves subs. So as soon as a sub comes on, he's going to play really well with him. He loves subs. Loves them. Actually very <laughs> Meatballs particularly. So he plays, he plays well with mm. sub players. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I think he's also going to bring a good fan base. He's got a quite famous acting career. So he's done the opposite of people like Eric Cantona and Vinnie Jones, who were footballers gone into acting. He is an actor gone into football. So he brings uh, a lot of fans from his, his uh, worldwide soap opera success he's going to bring chants too there's going to be people in the ch- in the in the stadium chanting how you doing <laughs> it's very good he's got the fans behind him as soon as he scores a goal how you doing and how what you get i would be if i was an opposition fan i would be furious if we had just scored a goal and then somebody started chanting that at me i'd be livid you mentioned his acting there um is his acting not a worry because he's not necessarily a good actor is he Hey, listen, he acts in a film with De Niro. He acts with Gary Oldman. He acts with Charlton Heston. He's De Niro's bum, though. Yeah. Have you ever been De Niro's bum? <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's in, he's in a, a big uh, soap opera smash hit. He, play, he plays a, it's a, it's a, it's a doctor, isn't he, in the soap opera? Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I suppose he's, he's seen a lot of fake injuries, which he could then replicate. That's true. Yeah, and I'm not sure that the acting... It doesn't directly correlate, does it? If you're a good actor, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a, a, a bad footballer. Or if you're a good actor, you're not going to be a good footballer. Look at look at Vinnie Jones. He's a tremendous, world-class actor, but he was a terrible footballer. That's the way around that worked, yeah. Yep. All right, so we've got Joey up front. I mean, it's an impressive pick, Sam, I'll be honest. Yep. I'm, I'm excited for you. Cool. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the midfield then. Uh, midfield, absolute powerhouse and dynamo it's monica e geller hyphen bing that's right monica is pulling the strings in midfield why she's very competitive Mm. overly competitive uh she she physically injures people uh which i really like she's my kind of uh roy Keane in the middle of the park sure uh very aggressive uh she's also been there and done it before she's captain sports team uh in the geller cup for example, in Geller Bowl 6, uh, she broke Ross's nose and sent him to hospital. The Geller Cup was then sadly uh, disbanded and never seen again uh, until 20 years later for, uh, for the very belated Geller Bowl 7. Just if someone hasn't uh, seen much, friends, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the Geller Bowl is a, a touch football tournament uh, held okay. within the Geller family. Okay. Um, very, it gets very, very, uh, very, very competitive. Uh, so, yes, highlighting her aggression, her competitive spirit. She's also freakishly strong. That is a direct quote uh, freakishly strong and you need that strength in the middle of the park in a game of football and organised oh, very very organised she's got binders full of tactics Chandler literally calls her unnaturally organised so you know that she's going to know all the plays uh, she's really controlling that. Well, this is it she's also very controlling look at her relationship with Chandler she's controlling the middle of that park in fact I believe Chandler also says um, that she doesn't like to relinquish control. And she then says relinquish is just a fancy term for lose. Ooh, strong stuff. When you say I believe and then follow up with an exact quote, that feels like you don't believe it, but you entirely know it to be true. Oh, I know, I know this show worryingly well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, also very powerful. How do we know she's powerful? We know she's strong. She literally takes apart a foosball table with her bare hands. Good luck <laughs> trying to do that as a normal person. That's good. <laughs> oh, she could almost be a good shout in gold if she's got bare hands. <laughs> Doesn't even need the gloves. Doesn't need him, no. no. I mean, this feels like a, a very solid pick, and I can see her working well with Joey up front, you know. Mm-hmm. She she can tell him what to do. He listens. Well, well, this is it. Uh, she, uh, You might think that she'd be a good shout for captain, but I think well, that, I was uh, uh, her, her competitiveness and her controlling nature might rub off badly on the rest of the team. However, captain coming later will be able to quell that potential negative within her. Okay. All right, I'm interested. We're going to move on to defence. Now, this is where... It, uh, it got a little bit more difficult for me. There are a few different options here in defence, but I have decided uh, that first defender... I'm playing a 2-1-1 system. Sure, sure. The first defender is Janice Littman Gorelnik Ney Hosenstein. That's Janice. <laughs> That's Janice to you plebs. You might remember that Janice appears... Uh, she's one of the few characters to appear in every single season. She is Chandler's girlfriend who keeps coming back. Uh, she also goes out with Ross very briefly, late, late, <laughs> late doors. Um, and she just keeps coming back, man. You can't get rid of her. She's clingy. This is why she's a defender. She is in your pocket. She makes sure that she is on you at all times. She, ne- You can't get away from her. In fact, Chandler has to, well, has to feign moving to Yemen to get away from her. Do you know what I mean? Like, just all these defenders going, no, I'm moving to the Middle East. I've got to get away from this woman. <laughs> she, okay. she, also, she wears a lot of uh, sort of leggings, you know, like tiger skin mm. leggings and stuff, which I guess is already kind of a sporting outfit. Sure, she's pretty physically fit. She's physically fit, physically fit. She's very flamboyant. <laughs> Talking of her dress, though, she does wear a lot of sort of chunky jewellery. People are going to hear her coming, jangling down the pitch, you know, as her, her rings. Mm. And... It's like you're being chased by Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Well, fine, she can use it as weaponry. She's got very sharp nail, very, very long nails, too. Uh, she can use that as weaponry. Uh, a big skill that she does have as well, uh, when she kisses Chandler, his balls disappear. So <laughs> if she's making the attacker's balls disappear, good luck trying to score with no ball. She also shouts, oh my God, a lot. And you want those oh my God moments for the sizzle reel. She's going to have a lot of excellent uh, defensive plays that are going to be repeated on on replay on the TV. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. I feel like oh my God is definitely a line that commentators would enjoy. Mm. It feels like a solid pick. Yeah. Um, Do you think that she's going to gel well with the rest of the team? She's quite annoying. Uh, yeah, she is a little bit annoying, but th- she's, it's like Robin. She's annoying, but you quite like having them around. <laughs> like Monica, <laughs> Mo- Monica, when, when she, she comes back like a, for a second or third time and they bump into each, uh, to her in the corridor and Monica's like, oh my God, look who it is. She brings in Rachel to the corridor, like, hey, and they're all laughing, having a great time. She even calls Ross to go, oh my God, you're not going to believe who's here. So they do quite like having her around, even though she's a little bit annoying. Very good. Uh, Robin, what do you think about being uh, called annoying? Yeah, no, I'm okay with it. I feel Shit. Shut up, Robin, shut up. Shut up, dear. Quit your mouth. No one asked you. Thanks, Robin. Cheers. So you're saying Robin is the Janice of the noise next door. Okay. Yeah, I'm sort of like a, I'm sort of like a hamster constantly going round and it's real when you're trying to sleep. Like, you're like, I love the hamster, but I hate everything it does. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, nice way of putting it. Okay, so we've got, you said two at the back. Yeah, two at the back. Next to Janice, this was a very difficult shout, but I have plumped for ugly naked guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Now, ugly naked guy lives across the the street from uh, from the friends in another building, and he is the guy who is always ugly and naked. You never see him. 
You never see him. But the 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 uh, the friends are always just looking at him. They can't look away. Why? Because he has got the most impressive tackle in all of the friends' universe. <laughs> tackle, tackle, tackle. He's always got his tackle out, and they're literally looking across from another building to stare at his tackle. And it is that kind of magnetic defensive ability that I think we need in this team. Strangers looking at your tackle. Do they ever actually refer to his his tackle? They refer to him being naked, but do they ever talk about his actual genitals? It might be an ugly. T- tackle but it's still a tackle you don't want to get be a part of you don't want to get close to it do you you could be aware that someone's naked but he you know he might have one of those guts that completely hangs over his junk it might be a very unimpressive tackle do we have any precedent to know it's an impressive tackle um well uh well uh there is an episode where there is an ugly naked gal (laughs) i don't think ugly naked gal would appear if there wasn't an ugly naked tackle to be looking at (laughs) Also, I think it's important. Phoebe actually references in a flashback that he was uh, he is cute naked guy in the past. Oh, so although yeah. he has put on a little bit of extra weight, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter too much because we know that he's got the physical attributes underneath that. I, I've got two words for you, Luke Shaw. Sometimes you come back a little bit bigger um, on the new season, but you've still got that level of skill underneath. So you've got a large naked man. So he's not going to be wearing any kit because otherwise he, his only power is gone. You save money there. Nice. He's going to sort of paint his name and number on the on his uh, back. Shave and... it into his back hair. That is... It's <laughs> <laughs> vivid. I love that it. vivid. Then you could sell the hair as well as like merchandise. That'd be good, wouldn't it? People can take yeah, that home Merkin, with them. Little Merkin numbers. Yeah, yeah, some stadiums you can get blades of grass from the pitch, but then you just get blades of hair from his back <laughs> and a keychain. The other pick I had potentially for defence is Mr. Heckles. Uh, he lives underneath the friends in the apartment underneath. Uh, he literally has a broom, so he's a wonderful sweeper. He's always <laughs> dealing with the threats up top. He hates the, he hates the people up top, so he's always trying to deal with them. And he literally tr- takes things and tries to claim them as his. He would do this with the ball. If you're showing in the ball, he's going to try and claim it as his. It's a good defensive yeah. defensive attribute. I have a quick question about Mr. Heckles. You said he has a broom. Most people who have a house has a broom. You got a broom? Yeah, I've got a broom. You might be a good defender then. All right, make- Queen of Bloody Sheba over here with his broom. <laughs> I, no, I haven't got my a point broom, is, I've got a hoover and I make do. Well, he's always banging, in there, Tom, he's always banging right. with the broom. So <laughs> actually with Joey and Heckles, you've got two really good bangers. That, that's what I needed. So there's active brooming going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. banging, banging the see, okay, that, that, I now get it. I was like, yeah, he's got a broom. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a potential, he's a potential option, but I went for ugly naked guy. I think we need to get to the goalkeeper, though, guys, because okay, sure. as I mentioned, I have a captain that is able to control Monica. And that captain is Dr. Richard Burke. Now, he is played by Tom Selleck. Nah. Oh. You may remember him. He goes out with Monica. He's a much older guy. So, yes, I am a little bit worried about his age, but he's a goalkeeper. So goalkeepers play a bit longer into their career. Mm. Uh, his vision is impeccable. Why? Why? He's an ophthalmologist. Uh. He's an ophthalmologist, guys. And he can he, he makes sure that everyone's vision is strong within the team. No, hold on. Hold, hold on. Just because you're an eye tester, an ophthalmologist, doesn't mean that you have good eyesight. Like like some dentists have fillings. Like you, it's, It doesn't mean that you've got perfect eyesight. Does Most it? opticians I've ever dealt with wear glasses. Richard does wear glasses. But we know that those glasses are very well prescribed. And so the whole team is going to have perfectly prescribed uh, glasses or lenses. Their eyesight it's going to be perfect. He's also, yeah, he also acts as the ENT doctor, I guess. Um, <laughs> why is he in goal? Well, Monica says that he's very good with his hands. Oh. It's filth. But it's also very important. He's a very calming influence. 
Uh, all the women find him incredibly sexy. So we know that a lot of women are going to be coming to the game to see him, but it's not going to put the men off because the men want to be like him. He's a role model. All of the men really look up to him as like the perfect icon mm. of what manhood is because he's he's strong and sensitive and handsome also very mustachioed mm. he is literally david seaman which is the other reason why he's in golf <laughs> anyone with a mustache is literally david seaman mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay cool cool, cool. it's yeah. like how i have an elbow so i'm literally margot robbie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've always wondered about that curious feeling i have towards you and now yeah. i know <laughs> yeah so he's the old statesman uh, that's in goal. And we know as well that he'll be celebrating the victory very classily with a cigar and a glass of whiskey. <laughs> mm, he has a lot of musculinity. Oh, yeah. There feels like there's a, there's a few like big gaps in, in the Friends universe that haven't yeah. featured. Where are the rest of yes. the Friends? It's a very good point. Uh, I think out of all the things we've done so far on this podcast, I think this is actually the strongest squad unit uh, there are a lot of excellent players on the sub, so when there's injuries, don't worry. We're filling those gaps. One of those that you mentioned, it's Ross Geller. Now, Ross, he's on the bench, but we know that he's a very good uh, wing player. Why? Because he's good on the break. <laughs> okay? So he's on the bench. We've also got we've got Mr. Trigger, the janitor. Why? He's the handyman. He's a fixer. He's a perfect super sub. He can come on, spot the gaps, fix them. We've got Paolo. Paolo, who goes out with Rachel. Um, in season one, why is he in the team? He's Italian. All Italians are phenomenal footballers. <laughs> we've got Tag. We've got Tag Jones. Also goes out with Rachel. Very, very handsome. He's a poster boy. He's David Beckham, and he also won a gold medal as a goalkeeper in the 1980 Olympics alongside Kurt Russell in the film Miracle. What? Very important. We've got Mike <laughs> Hannigan. Mike Hannigan, played by no. Paul Rudd, who is All the right. husband, the husband of Phoebe Buffay. Mm-hmm. He's very poor early mm. game. Literally. Doesn't even appear. But late game, very strong, becomes a contender. We've got Carol, Ross's oh, ex-wife, God. becomes a lesbian. Mm. Two words for you. Megan Rapinoe. We've <laughs> we've got so many options <laughs> on the bench that I think are going to be yeah. really good impact subs. All right. We've also, oh, actually, God. it's very important to mention that we've got a really good uh, team behind me as a manager. We've yeah. got David, the science guy, who goes out with Phoebe. He's a yeah. phenomenally intelligent man, played by Hank Azaria. He's my number two. He's an incredible tactician. He's too nervous <laughs> to manage on his own. He's mercurial. He's been playing in the Belgian, not the Belgian, he's been playing in the Belarusian leagues. We've got Pete Becker, played by John Favreau. He's no. the billionaire owner. He's the chairman, <laughs> maybe. We know that he's really into sport and is happy putting Sam. his money into sport. He buys a literal UFC ring. We've got <laughs> Gunther, the water boy. Is he providing water? No. He's providing caffeine. Granted, he can't <laughs> Can't play. Sam. He can't. He can't be the water boy if Ross is playing in the game. Sam, but don't Sam. worry. Yeah, Sam. What? In this podcast where we pick five players, you've <laughs> named maybe fourteen there. I'm just showing you the depth of this squad. It's so strong. We've got Estelle. No, she's the agent for all of the players. Okay, it's such a strong unit. Look, I am happy with your the enthusiasm. The oh God. Oh, what do you mean? Carnage. The- yeah, try and mark three triplets at the same time. Three triplet babies. Like, yeah. Well, they, you know, they, they're like six or seven later on in the day, but you can't, you can't, you don't know where they all are at the same time. Phoebe and Monica are like, where the hell? You look at one, and where's the other one gone? Difficult to mark. So you need to bring on all three of them to be useful. We've got Marcel, the capuchin monkey. <laughs> a good spare goalkeeper, maybe. Nimble. What's a, what's a capuchin going to do when someone kicks a ball at it? Save it. <laughs> it's going to be lighter Mon- than monkey, the ball. Monkeys love playing with balls. He'll just juggle it. That ball is going to kill uh, that monkey. Yeah, capuchins are really, really small. Surely, like, it will just. That's why he's not on the pitch. 
At the start so, of the so, game. So if, if, your, if your keeper gets injured, you're having a capuchin monkey as your sub, meaning if, if it catches the ball, if it's well struck, that ball is going to kill that monkey. You're never going to see it again. It will fly off into the distance. Have you ever kicked a monkey? It's, well, it's he, does bring, a monkey. he does bring quite a good fan base. He's also an actor as well. He's in film with Jean, uh, Jean-Claude mm. Van Damme. Outbreak 2, the virus takes Manhattan. Um, and also but, sponsorship deals. But he's not, on the, he's not on the pitch. He's not on the pitch. Good. What we should do, though, is narrow down that 33-strong okay. team to your five, <laughs> your starting yeah, five, yeah. Sam Pacelli, yeah. watch your starting five. It is important five. to note the squad. You can't no, it's win not. the Just league five without people. a full squad. But the five, five names. The starting five in goal, captain, Dr. Richard Burke. In defence... We've got Janice next to Ugly Naked Guy. In midfield, Monica Geller. And up front, up top, the man with the goals, the man who scores them all, is Joey Tribbiani. Beautiful. That was Sam's friends team. And I'll be honest, I'm impressed by his dedication to watching the same sitcom 80 times in his life. After the break, (laughs) we've got Robin and Team South Park. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Welcome back. And we are going over to Robin for Team South Park. Yes, thank you. Team South Park. I tell you what, I am absolutely thrilled to be doing Team South Park. It was my favourite. When I was a little boy, it was my absolute favourite. My mum actually painted full South Park murals on my wall. Um, so I had all the, all the characters up on my bedroom wall. And um, so this is a real, real honour for me. I think to start with, I need to tell you about four guys who are not included on my team. I know that's a weird way round, but it's important. I am not including Kyle, Kenny, Eric Cartman or Stan. None of the four main South Park guys. And I'll tell you why. First of all, they've got so much going on. They're so busy. They're doing all sorts of stuff. They've got (laughs) loads of schemes. I can't get in the way of that. They've got stuff to do. But also, and more importantly, I think, 
I looked, I did quite a lot of research for this, and I looked at all the children in South Park. I don't know if if you've ever seen the animation for children in South Park, but they've got no bloody legs, guys. They're just (laughs) just coats and shoes. I can't have a football team who've got no legs. So my team is 100% built up of the adults in the world of South Park because they have legs. I couldn't have it. That's so elitist. And also, Kenny's main (laughs) thing, like his favourite thing, is dying. He dies every episode. I can't have him dying every game. That's going to be useless so Kenny didn't make it although the only child who did nearly make my team is a very very small little known side character called Peruvian hairless boy um, <laughs> just because I thought he'd be really good aerodynamically really good at right, running right these are people that have not made your team not made my team so um, no. yes uh, is that okay um, this, this is my idea yeah. not going in because I, no, I, no. I like that we we finished Sam's by a list of people who he wanted on his team uh, but couldn't have and we're starting yours with a list of people you do not want on your team and so won't yeah absolutely yeah, Let's yeah, play yeah. some starting people five times go. That was good language. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Starting people five times go. Um, I am going to start. Uh, why not? Let's start in goal. Okay. Um, in goal. Now, uh, it, as I said, it's all the adult characters. So I suppose a little... Oh, explicit warning here South Park is a very is a very naughty rude cartoon is why I love it so much and so there is a little bit of sexiness to my team okay so in goal it is everybody's favourite sex pest it's Mr. Slave the sex pest (laughs) now he is Mr. Garretson who is the primary school teacher's uh, (laughs) sex partner basically that's 100% what he is Um, and he's got a few things about him the first thing is he is a massive sadomasochist right and I think you need that if you're in goal you need to be willing to throw yourself in the way to maybe hurt yourself and isn't it better if you kind of like it a little bit Oh, it is, isn't it? Isn't it better if you throw yourself at the post and you bang your head and then you're like, oh, I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. It was pretty good. It's good. Yeah, hit the ball at me. Hit it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, do it harder. Amazing. I love it. Um, and he also... If he's, a, if he's like a sex slave, sorry, does he wear like blindfolds and stuff? Well, he, he has like a full PVC outfit. So he wears like a harness and like a PVC hat and stuff. Um, okay. and, I, and I absolutely love this. He's, he's one of my favourite characters. Um, another thing that I really like about him in terms of why he's specifically in goal um, is he loves, absolutely loves putting stuff in his bum. It's his absolute number one favourite thing. He does it all the time with basically everything he can find. There's an entire episode where a gerbil uh, lives in his bum. Um, and so what I thought was cool about that is, first of all, it's well, it's useful. You know how, like, at the end, it happened the other day when Saints played Newcastle. Uh, Southampton were just desperately trying to get a goal, right? But we were running out of time. We were really playing the clock. And so what they kept doing is hoofing it out the back of the stage, you know, out, out to the stands, and then they had to wait for the ball to get brought back. They had to set up. Wouldn't it be better? if the ball gets kicked out of play and, and then your goalkeeper can just drop a new one out of his bum. I think that's useful. That's pretty good. What about if, if he was an attacking player? Surely he could sit on the ball, ingest it, and then run down the pitch and poop it out and <laughs> into a goal. What about that? He's got a defensive, I, but maybe he's better up, up front. I did think of it. I did. I, he, he literally, I, I wasn't sure where in the, in the uh, position I'd, I'd put him, sure. but I thought it would be useful because he's got now, he's got two feet he can clear with, he's got two hands he can clear with, and he's got a full bum that he can ingest with. And I think that that is a useful <laughs> thing in a goalie, an extra pocket. Um <laughs> And 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 also he um he just it's not it's not clever, it's not big, but he loves balls. Absolutely loves balls. <laughs> Mr. Slate, he's gonna be my goalkeeper. Okay. Okay. 
I'm this just is quite good. This is so stupid. <laughs> where okay. does it go from here as well? Well, yeah, right, that's where we started. <laughs> okay, I do have a, I do have a, 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 a couple of normal selections, but this next one isn't it. Um, I'm going into defence. We'll move, we'll move up the pitch from that way. Um, I've only got one defender. Okay, so I'm going for a one-two-one formation, okay. and I think it's good. Uh, my defender is. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Poo. Now, again, <laughs> it's an unusual it's an unusual character for those of you who don't know South Park. He is a sentient and incredibly jolly piece of feces. He loves it. He's a Christmas deity. And my reasoning for it is who's going near a piece of poo? Who's who's going anywhere into the box? If there's if there's a chance that a piece of poo is going to try and tackle you, it's going to go all up your shins. He's going to mess up your socks. It, it's 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 gross. I mean, so every time you go into the box, you're going to feel curiously festive and also smell disgusting. Um, and he also like in terms of the groundsmen love him. He's amazing for for, for fertilizing the grass in the area. And also, um, if there's any sliding tackles or anything like that, it doesn't matter because he. He's already left skid marks all over the place. I have a question about um, your selection here, Robin. Yeah. You began by telling us you weren't going to pick the children of South Park because they didn't have long enough legs. <laughs> and you've now selected a character with no legs at all. No feet, even. No feet yeah. for this game of football. Uh, well, his main defence, his main defence is that he's a piece of poo. But I don't know, <laughs> snakes don't have legs, Tom. They can be very fast indeed. Very but fast. Mr. Hanky just bounces around. I'd say snakes hold together better than a poo. If you kick a foot, if you're passing to the poo, <laughs> you kick a football at a poo. I know that poo's going to hold together. Yeah, that's a good point. And to, like tackling a poo, is you, you only tackle him once, and he's just all over your foot now, and he's just dead. Yeah, but he can reform. He, he's a he's a Christmas deity. He's a deity. He is you can't a magical destroy poo. To a be deity. Fair. He's a magical poo. He's a magical poo. Um, <laughs> there's also there's also other things that he can do, which is absolutely amazing. First of all, at halftime, if he has a snack, if, if the rest of the team have a snack he can just get bigger so you start with a small poo in the first half and in the second half you can have a much bigger poo it's a pretty good tactic what so hang on so his his so when other people eat he gets bigger well only if they shit sam only if they go for a poo afterwards oh, so he in, he takes on all other poos into his own form is that is that how he works have you ever made a snowman no <laughs> no not out of poo <laughs> well, there you go. You understand what I'm getting at. Also, 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 listen, this is a really important part about him. Um, he, in in one of the episodes that he features, have you, you know Fantasia where Mickey Mouse sort of like brings all the mops to life and makes all the yeah. mops dance? One of his powers is he can just do that to all poo. So, oh, wow. you're, you're, so sure, not kick, kick Mr. Hanky mm. so he's on your shoe. That's a shame for you. You've ruined your Nikes. But now, he, oh, what's that music? What's that music? It's 700 poos. And it's juvenile, but that's what it is. And also, he's got a vehicle which is going to transport our team everywhere. And it, and the team bus is going to be <laughs> Mr. Hanky's Poochoo train. And it's a real thing that's in South Park. <laughs> it's either that, it's either that or the helicopter. But I'm going to choose the Poochoo train. Uh, and that's my defence. And I think it's oh it's a God. strong it's a strong it's a strong look for my team. So it's far. beautiful, and I don't want to touch it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hence the reason it's good in defence. Now listen, um, we're going to go to the captain, the captain of my team now, which is uh, my central midfielder. Um, now this person, actually, it's interesting that Sam has gone for Monica because I've actually gone for quite, sort of a similar vibe for, for my captain. Mm. Um, she is an organiser she has a 
temper. Um, and that person is going to be Sheila Broflovsky. Now, this is Kyle's mum. So one of the main boy's mum. He's the one in the green hat. It's his mother. Um, she is the star of uh, of a song in the film. Um, and Eric Cartman famously hates her. Now, there's a few things that she's really, really good at. She is the leader of the MAC. Now, that's Mums Against Canada. Okay. She <laughs> hates Canada. And what she does in order to display her hatred of Canada, she organizes a, li- a large scale protest um, based purely on her hatred for Canada and the TV show Terrence and Philip and starts because of just her, her willpower. She starts a full war between Canada and America. Now, there's no social media. It's just through the power of her song. I think she'd be able to marshal her team really, really well. She can organise a war. She can she can handle four other players on a football pitch. So she's captain. She is captain. She's also yeah. got a temper. Oh, she's got a big temper. In fact, listen, there is a, a thing that I found on the on, on her wiki page, which is real fun, <laughs> which is uh, she had a wild youth. This is mentioned in, in an episode called It's a Jersey Thing. She had a real, real wild youth. And as a kid or, or a younger, a, a more of a younger woman, she was known as S. Wow Titty Bang. <laughs> um, that was her that was her nickname. And listen, producer Paul, if you could get ready with the beeper here, because she tells us why she was known as S Wow Tittybang and it's got a swear in it. So get ready with the beeper. Apparently, she says, I drank heavily and I punched a lot of bitches in the face. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh. Robin, I love that yeah. you requested a beep for that, but you were quite happy to say shit several times earlier. <laughs> You do that one slipped out. I was talking about a literal <laughs> sentient piece of dump. <laughs> it's just a medical fact. I've got a question for you on this. Um, yeah. Are you not worried about her playing on the same team as other people when there is an entire song about her being a bitch? Well, you're talking about the uh, the song, Carl's mom's a bitch, she's a big fat bitch, she's the biggest bitch mm. in the whole wide world. In the whole sung, wide in world. In the whole wide world, as sung by Eric Cartman. Now, famously, yeah. only Eric Cartman believes this. So... Cartman isn't on the team, nor is Cartman's mum. So I think she's going to be all right. I don't know if she would definitely be familiar with Mr. Slade, but I don't think she'd really even know of Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh before the selection process. So I think she'd be okay. Oh, so they've, ooh, interesting. Um, they however... They've never even met. Playing together might be difficult. Uh, well, I, listen, before you join any football team, you've not met your, your, your teammates. I think I'm okay with it. She has, the, the downside of her, she has got a, sm- a, a small criminal record. Okay? <laughs> For arson... Uh, murder and medical terrorism. I'm willing to let them slide because of all the strengths that I've already discussed. Thoughts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Matt, please. It's great. You've got you've got ang- angry. Angry is the main reason. Angry. That's angry and organised. This all boils down to anger and organisation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who else you got? So... Uh, well, I've got another midfielder, as mentioned. Uh, this is, uh, you're going to, I think you'd have a hard, uh, listen, you thought Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh was a strong shout. This is even better. Because None of us thought middle, that. None of us it, thought you, Mr. You Hanky thought was a strong that. shout. In, the, in my attacking midfield role, I have the one and only, it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, that's it. That, I don't need to say anything else. I'm going to because I did a lot of research. Jesus Christ, <laughs> in South Park, he is one of the super best friends. That includes Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, Joseph Smith, Lao Tse, Moses, and also a random seaman. <laughs> They're all coming to the games, guys. We're going to get some mad tickets. Mad tickets are selling if we've got the super best friends coming. And and you know how, like, in um, in, oh, in in oh quite often in sports movies, you see the, the, the friends are watching their, their mate on the pitch not do as well, and they try and, like, sabotage... It happens in Harry Potter, for instance, when Hermione sets fire to, to uh, Snape uh, during the Quidditch match. If you've got Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, Joseph Smith, Lao Tse, Moses and the Seaman on your back, what are you going to do about it? 
Jesus Christ is there. Uh, unbelievable. He's also... Uh, listen, when he first appears, he he doesn't really have that many super special powers, which is crazy given that it's Jesus Christ, guys. But he, first of all, he can just simply trick people into believing things. So there's this amazing scene where he uh, he's holding a jug of water and he goes, oh, look, what's that over there? Everyone looks away and he puts it down and picks up one of wine and everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that he's got some he's got some convincing skills. He, he's, he's good at trickery, sort of, you know, skullduggery. That's a real strength of his. But then he d subsequently does develop a, 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 a superpower and that is uh, is master carpentry skills okay so he <laughs> uses superhuman speed to build a, a wooden statue and what how i'm going to use that is um my uh, sheila brofloski who is my set piece taker is lining up to take the free kick you've built a wall in front of me okay no worries boom, 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 boom. there's a ramp the ball goes up the ramp straight into the goal bosh done sure and then also um by the end of our time with jesus he's able to fire energy blasts from his hands so that's just a little other thing. <laughs> in, in terms of sort of footballing prowess as well, Jesus obviously very used to dealing with a cross, isn't he? Hey! <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And also the master carpentry skills. He's going to be really good at drilling it into the box. That's what I thought. So um, <laughs> I think it's a good shout. Um, I can't really see any weaknesses for Jesus Christ. Um, it was between the super best friends, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, Joseph Smith, Lao Tse, Moses and, and a seaman. And the seaman nearly had it, but Jesus has really made the final cut See, for me. Arguably the more well-known character out of the two, a seaman and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. it. That's it for the merchandising purposes alone. But the, the, the tickets would be the same because the seaman is one of the super best friends. And Jesus, of course, famously created without a seaman. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Good stuff. And so that takes me to my final player. Um, sure. I don't think any of you are going to see it coming, but listen, I've got a striker, got one up front, uh, and that is Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, Iraqi president, prime minister, whatever, you know, Iraqi uh, dictator is the word. Uh, a few reasons. First thing, he is in a romantic relationship with Satan. Okay, yeah. that's a cool thing. That's cool for the uh, the OK magazines, isn't it? We we love Rebecca and Jamie Vardy. We love Colleen and Wayne. We love Saddam Hussein and Satan. That's going to be everywhere. Imagine the wedding. It's going to be massive. It's going to be a huge publicity opportunity for my team. Um, you start with publicity over any kind of tactical skills. <laughs> I've got to think about it. I've got to think about them. I've got to think about the money. I've got to think about it. Um, beautiful beard, big big f bushy beard on the uh, on the uh, the South Park version of Saddam Hussein. Wait, what's the tactical advantage of a bushy beard? <laughs> Yeah, just handsome. Robin, handsome. Just That's what they handsome. say about Saddam Hussein. You're not playing say, the game we're playing. Well, I'm you've just talked about OK Magazine and beards. Well, no, this is just a start. That's just that's that's the side note. Side note. So why did you start with the side note? Oh, sometimes you got to. Sometimes because because I tell you what I'm doing. I'm pulling the strings, much like Saddam Hussein is going to do. There is a, a section in uh, in South Park where he is actually uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, and he's he's controlling the Canadian Prime Minister from behind a curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz. So he's able to manipulate people, like I did there. I manipulated you. You were distracted by my OK magazine, and what's happened? Saddam Hussein's got a hat trick. That's what happened, you idiots. There's another, there's another strength to Saddam, uh, and that is uh, there is an episode where Satan gets sick of Saddam Hussein, throws him off of a cliff and into hell where he lands on a stalactite or stalagmite, the one that grows up from the, uh, from the floor. Stalagmite. Um, stalagmite, thank you. Yep. You can remember it because stalactites <laughs> have to hold on tight to the ceiling. And stalagmite might reach the... Might reach the might ceiling. Might go up your bum. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, gets impaled on a stalagmite, right? Later, he can be seen briefly singing 
singing. He can sing while he's impaled on a stalagmite. He's he he's got the, the constitution of a legend. You're never gonna. He's never going off. He doesn't need to. He could he, if he's got a stalagmite through him. How are you gonna? It, it, what what value can you place on a player that never gets injured? That's pretty good. That actually that does work. That does make sense. Durability is certainly uh, a big plus for him. Uh, you you mentioned his relationship with Satan there as a positive. Yeah. However, you've just explained that your midfielder is Jesus. Do you not think there's going to be some conflict between your striker and your attacking midfielder? Uh, what does Jesus do best, Tom? Forgives. That's what he does. He forgives. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Satan wants an angel, wants one of Jesus's lot. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. And anyway, he, he he's in a relation, romantic relationship with Satan, but I'm sure that teams have played before together before there was that whole thing when John Terry had sex with one of his teammates wives and they've played together all right for a while it's fine um, and there is a final uh, Wayne Bridge uh, I believe he left actually Robin but we'll yeah, he well, literally left well Jesus Christ isn't going to have sex with Saddam's hu- husband right. is he and then the, the other plus that you gave for Saddam was that he once was the pre- prime minister of Canada and you just explained how Kyle's mum hates Canada so your two midfielders have got excellent reasons to hate your striker <laughs> I'm going back to Saddam. Nobody knew he was the president of Canada. Tom. You know. Only we as the viewers. I know. I'm not going to tell them, you idiot. I'm not going to tell my team's reason they should hate each other. There is one final That's reason for Saddam Hussein. And frankly, beat this. He's a bit mad and he's got access to weapons of mass destruction, which would be a fairly effective distraction if taking a penalty. Oh, what's that? It's a nuclear bomb. You're going to let the goal in, aren't you? And yeah, I'm done. And then, and then, oh, and then if you don't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy your, your, your well-seeing goalkeeper, and you're gonna have to replace him with a capuchin monkey. Bearing in mind, <laughs> Mr. Slave quite regularly lets animals crawl up his bum. It is fine. I'm absolutely not worried. So that's my team. Um, as I said, the uh, the Peruvian hairless boy nearly made it for aerodynamic purposes. I considered Tweak for those of you who know don't know South Park. He's um. He's he's me. He's an ADHD kid on a lot of coffee. Uh, and uh, we have got a, a full... A, 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 the way I was going to get the boys involved, Kyle, Kenny, uh, Cartman and Stan, is I am going to hire them to do the halftime music show um, as part of their band Fingerbang, which is, um, in case you're being a disgusting, disgusting pervert, which, Tom, I think you probably are, a fingerbang is when you uh, make a gun out of your fingers and say, bang, that's a fingerbang. So... That's the team, guys. That's my team and a few little extras there, including a musical accompaniment. I've got to be honest, Robin. It was a roller coaster ride. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Robin, remind us of your starting five, top to bottom. Who was it? In goal, I have got Mr. Slave. In defence, I've got Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Uh, in midfield, central mid, I've got Sheila Brovlovsky. Uh, I've got Jesus Christ as my attacking midfielder and Saddam Hussein as my lone striker. Well, there we have it. That was Team South Park. So we've got our teams lined up, but we need to check in on our managers. Now they've heard these starting lineups, how do they feel about their chances having seen the opposition? Sam, you've just heard Robin's South Park team. How do you feel? What's what's going on in Sam's brain? I am not worried about having a poo in defence. I've got Monica Geller in the midfield. Rachel says that she cleans the toilet 17 times a day. So good luck. Good luck with your poo having any effect on my team. <laughs> Sam seems confident. Robin, you've you've heard Sam's team. You know yours. What's happening? Well, as Sam likes to say, Tom, two words. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have Jesus Christ. Also, two other words, Saddam Hussein. This is a partnership made in heaven, uh, literally, because it's Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, I'm not worried at all about his 
puny team of mortals. They're all going straight up Mr. Slave's bum. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, those are our teams. We are going to take you to kickoff. It's a grey day here in Central Park Stadium as the teams come out for this epic contest between friends and South Park. Team South Park fresh off the Poochoo train and ready for action. Cloudy conditions over Central Park. Monica Geller just letting her teammates know that she'll be there for them when the rain starts to pour. There's the whistle. Joey with the kickoff, passing to Janice, whose jewellery is jangling like a bag of old coat hangers falling down the stairs. But wait, she's, she's heading in the wrong direction. Will she notice? Yes, she has, as she cries, Oh my God! <laughs> Quick correction, as she heads up the field. Sheila Broflovsky on Team South Park, desperately trying to run toward the opposition. But is the animation good enough to create that illusion? Not really, Tom. They're going to have to keep going side to side. Saddam Hussein noticing Tom Selleck's... I mean, uh, Dr Richard's moustache there. Oh, the dictator quickly shaving off his beard to reveal his own iconic lip fuzz. They've now locked eyes and are rutting their facial hair together like a couple of porny-looking stags. Joey Tribbiani running at Mr Hankey. Tribbiani with an amazing fake out there. His butt made it look like he was going left, but he breaks right. Incredible butt acting. He's one-on-one with Mr. Slave now, and he scores! Of course he scores. (laughs) It's 1-0 to friends. Friends are on the attack again, and Joey Tribbiani, who seems to have already forgotten about his last goal just minutes ago, is already trying to score again. And he bangs another one in. (laughs) What a player. It's 2-0. South Park looking downtrodden, but none more so than Mr. Hankey, who is being scraped off Monica's shoe after an overzealous victory stomp. Luckily, he can regenerate like the T-1000, apparently. Sheila Brovlowski with a curling pass into the box. Jesus gets onto the cross, but it brings back too many painful memories and he heads it wide. Ugly naked guy with a beautiful naked turn goes past Mr. Hankey the Christmas poo. Mr. Hankey's been crap all night, and in fact, his entire life. Dr. Richard is suddenly distracted in gold by Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg, who have turned up with a baby to whimsically look after. Sheila Brofsovsky with a calculated pass up to Saddam Hussein, who slides it past the distracted Dr. Richard. It's 2-1. Saddam runs over to the stands, much to Jesus' disdain, kisses Satan full on the left corner of his mouth. The left corner? Well, the devil's in the detail. Nah. And there's the half-time whistle. It's 2-1. Halftime entertainment is being provided by Fingerbang and Phoebe Buffet. She seems to have written a diss track about the South Park Defender. Oh, I love this one. Smelly crap, smelly crap. Oh, it is catchy. Okay, the second half starts, and Ugly Naked Guy is facing completely the wrong direction. Luckily, Ross is on the sidelines yelling for him to pivot, pivot, pivot. And now he's facing the right way. Oh my god, Jesus goes down to a nasty tackle from Janice. It doesn't look good. Ross Geller leading the medical team out to help Jesus. They're standing on his broken bones without realising. Oh no, Ross has realised now and is telling everyone we were on a break. Jesus is going off on a stretcher, but will rise again in three days. Some random seaman seems to have come on to replace the Son of God. Dr. Richard with a long throw out to Janice, who passes it to Geller. Geller stumbles on the ball, pauses for laughter. Insert canned laughter. (laughs) Recovers. Geller with a lovely through ball to Tribbiani, who notices a woman in the crowd and blasts the ball out of the stadium as he tries to get her number. 
Luckily, Mr. Slave has a spare ball in his rectal cavity. This friend's team are putting together some incredible passing play. H how many passes is this now? Five, six, seven, seven, seven. Monica is loving it, and she shoots from the edge of the box. Mr. Slave has handcuffed himself to his own goalpost. What was he thinking? It's in! Great team play. Terrible goalkeeping. 3-1 to the team from New York. <laughs> and there's the final whistle. Well, our friends team happy with this win. Now uh, wrap things up with a pleasing way after 10 well-played seasons. The South Park team are still on the pitch playing, showing no signs of slowing down. Seems like they'll just keep on going forever. Well, what a game. Let's get reactions from the managers. Sam... It's victory. How do you feel? Absolutely delighted, Thomas. <laughs> really happy with a Tribbiani brace. I, I, I know he'll be disappointed not to have scored a little bit more. Uh, but happy to see Monica on the score sheet too. It, well, of course you are. Um, hey, let's go to Robin. Robin, commiserations. Your South Park team were bested by a bunch of human beings. How do you feel? Disgusted. I'm utterly disgusted, Tom. <laughs> I had Jesus Christ and access to weapons of mass destruction. I, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know what, where to go from here. My next team is just. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm never going to recover from this. Maybe you, if you are listening at home and you have strong opinions like Robin does on how today's match went or the t picks for today's teams, let us know on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we would love to hear from you. Also, please subscribe to Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five-star review if that's something you can do and jesus christ jesus christ <laughs> what is going on this is a sham a sham well you didn't have ugly naked guy did you mate well, i could have done you've never seen jesus naked <laughs> so that brings us to our fantasy five leaderboard and at the top of the leaderboard right now with six points huh, well it's me matt and sam both have three points with a win each and robin still yet to put any points on the board next time on fantasy five we actually have a very special episode with a special guest laura lex a comedian and author of clop actually a football spun love story uh, so she's gonna be coming here with her incredible football knowledge or lack thereof we look forward to seeing her on the topic of kings versus queens we'll see you then it's time for us to hit the showers There's a poo in the showers. Howdy ho! What did you just call me? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.